Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back, William. And by the time listeners hear this, they're preparing their turkeys <laughs> and their yep, stuffing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cranberries. <laughs> getting ready for the day. Getting ready getting for the ready day. Getting ready for the grub. And hopefully giving thanks all, Amen. all the way around. <laughs> yep. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll get started. I have a music tip for us today. And it's... Uh, Something I was actually checking out, um, I heard it on another podcast, uh, this book by um, Darren Hardy called The Compound Effect. Mm. And it's basically where you take one thing and you focus on doing that, committing to doing that. That's sm- It's a small thing. And then you just keep doing it. And eventually over a period of time, could be months, years it'll actually have this amazing uh, exponential effect on your life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just think of the, the analogy of a plane leaving California, going to New York. If it just veers off just a little bit, it will end up in Delaware. <laughs> so right, right. Um, it's the same, same thing. If you, if you focus on doing one thing, it'll create exponential um, things for you in your life. So that's check that book out. They also have, also have the audio book. So mm. I was, that's what I was checking out. That's awesome. You know, it's funny. I just heard about that book. I was listening to another podcast. <laughs> um, okay. There's a life coach that I listened to. Um, and she just mentioned that. And she did a whole podcast about the compound effect wow. and how important it is to take these little steps um, even though they seem like not big, but to stay focused and you do one step and you do it over and over until you get this compound big boom. Well, um, just as an example, I, I shared it with my class and I said one thing that I decided to do early on was I decided to show up at gigs, even if it wasn't my gig. And mm-hmm. I would sit in. And so I've met a whole bunch of musicians that way. And that mm-hmm. turned into me booking uh, BET on Jazz Restaurant. It turned into me. Uh, you know, go, going to the IAJE Jazz Educators Conference where I met a whole host of people and just mm-hmm. changed my whole career yeah. and actually got, got me the job that I'm in now. So wow. just that one decision. That yeah, exactly. one decision has led, see? Wow. Yep. Oh, that sounds like a podcast. Okay, that's yes, another episode, Will. You inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> well, as usual, we have another really wonderful guest and... um. I'm excited to bring this guest because we're going to talk. We're going to talk to the guest and hear his story, but we're really going to also talk about music and being and music being reviewed. And I know that a lot of artists out here, you know, are working hard and getting their music. But one of the really challenging things that can happen is having beyond your mama and your daddy and your cousin review (laughs) and give you some (laughs) honest, you know, good feedback and reviews become really critical because when you're trying to promote yourself and market what you're doing, a review can stand a a huge weight if you have a positive and it can stand a, a huge weight if it's not so positive. So 
Mm-hmm. Our guest today is a um, one of the many things. He does many things, but one of the many things that he does is um, he's a music reviewer for SoulTracks.com, which we have brought in the CEO of SoulTracks, which is Chris Reisick. That's how I met this gentleman. And he actually reviewed ah, reviewed my project <laughs> some years ago um, when I did my own skin. And I'm happy to say that he put it as a recommendation. So it was a positive. It was a positive review. That's the only reason I asked him come on but no i'm just playing but <laughs> <laughs> i want to introduce to you mr howard dukes howard how are you i'm doing fine how are you kidding <laughs> i'm good i'm good hey I'm howard th- good to have you on thank it's, you it's sir. good thank to have you, you on out yeah. I'm, excited to, I'm excited to be on thank you again for, for thinking of me Absolutely. I, you know, it's funny. I think music reviewers, sometimes their voices, their audio voices, we don't hear it, but their writing speaks so much volumes. We feel like we know them already. So this is my first time hearing your actual voice. (laughs) But um, what I'd like you to do for our audience, if you could just kind of explain a little bit what your current, you know, what you do professionally um, and how you kind of got into doing music reviews. Okay. Well, currently, uh, I am a, a staff writer for the South Bend Tribune in South Bend, Indiana. I've been writing for the South Bend Tribune since 1988. As a matter of fact, um, wow. my 30th anniversary would, would be uh, November 21st. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm originally from Gary, Indiana. I started in 1988 with the South Bend Tribune. I, currently, I uh, write about police and public safety, but also other kind of uh, general general assignment type of things. Um, I've written mm-hmm. about books. I've written about music. I've written about education, politics, a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I started with soul tracks, always been a music lover, have always just loved and admired musicians um, and uh, always wanted to find a way to, and whenever there was something, uh, an artist who I liked, that came to South Bend. If I had a chance to write about that artist, I would. In 2005, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so mm-hmm. I had a lot of time on my hands. Uh, we just sit back and just um, just try to do things to keep me occupied, to deal with that stress. And one thing mm-hmm. I, I did was I, I started looking into um, independent R&B artists. Because, you know, when we think about, about indie artists, we think about, about indie rap, alt rap, you know, think about alt rock, alt country. Mm-hmm. But a lot of folks don't think about uh, the fact that uh, there are a lot of independent artists out here who are R&B, soul, neo-soul artists. Mm-hmm. So I looked them up on, on the webs, on, on the internet, and, and, and came in contact with a variety of um, websites, soul tracks, uh, forthesoul.com, soulpatrol.com. Um, Neosoul.com, uh, mm. and hooked up with some of them, hooked up with Chris Rising at Soul Tracks. And he asked me, Did I want to write? And I said, Yes, that, that was in 2006. Oh, wow. Awesome. 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 Okay, yeah, because your name is definitely, I mean, when you see Howard Dukes, we're like, Oh, Howard's written a review. So you definitely, that's that's a really, that's that's cool. Go ahead, Will. I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, you, oh, you just you, you mentioned uh, G- Gary, Indiana. That's a that's a hallowed place for for music. You know the the Jacksons are from there, right? And uh, I think Miles Davis might mm. be from uh, around that area too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jacksons, 
the, Denise Williams, the, the, the Spaniels, uh, VJ Records was, was out of Gary, Indiana. So it's a lot of music right. out of Gary, Indiana. A lot of mm. great music. Yeah. So I'm sure that influenced you as well. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, some, some of the uh, questions I have, um, some, some uh, more practical, how, how did you get into your line of work? So what, what uh, inspired you, I guess, uh, I guess, was it early education? Um, did, did someone, there was there someone, a mentor or somebody that inspired you to get into writing? And uh, I, I know that you you wanted to um, cover soul music and R&B that the people that you, you felt there was a gap. But um, in terms of your writing, uh, journalism, I guess, in general, what, what sort of inspired you to get into that that side? To be a, to be a reporter, well, I think you know uh, I always like to write. I always like current events, like uh, politics, just like those kind of things. And when you when you are uh, we grew up as I did in the seventies, you know, I was ten years old when Watergate happened. Um, so mm. uh, obviously, you know, I grew up, you know, knowing about um, Woodward and Bernstein, and and you know, felt that journalism was a way that I could tell people about what's going on in their world and mm-hmm. just be a part of uh, history and recording history. And when I was in high school, mm-hmm. uh, I, had a, I had an English teacher who said, you know, you really should think about a career in writing, which did mm-hmm. not make my mother and father happy at all. <laughs> they didn't they, they, they <laughs> rightly, they rightly divined that that was not a pathway to wealth uh, mm. But it's what I was. It's what I enjoyed. It's what I, I thought I was good at, and um, it's what I've done. And originally, they they did come around. Uh, Mom and Dad came around, and they became. They, I guess they were always uh, proud of me, but they saw that this is what I wanted to do, and that uh, I need to find a way to, uh, you know, make a life uh, doing that. And I've done that. It's, and again, as, as far as, as as long as I can remember, man, I've been listening to and loving music. I can recall being four or five years old and seeing those forty fives with the with the Skaks mm-hmm. finger finger pop label and mm-hmm. the Motown um, map label and and um, Chess and and um, King Records and those records that, were, that my mom and dad had, and I would play those forty fives and just sit in front of that um, console. And listen and listen and listen and just have always just love music and mm. you know and that's just always been on in my house and um and so i always and, and when you listen to music as much as, as i do mm-hmm. and it's always continually on even when i watch tv i have music on which annoys my wife greatly uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I i you know and i'm always trying to find the new artist, I was trying to find out who's who's new. Because, you know, at, at some point, when you're young, everything is on the radio you like. As you get older, right. you start to have, you start to lose a lot of connections with what's, what's, what's out now. Not that it's bad, it's just that it's, you know, you're a little bit, you're a little bit older, so it's, it's more my yeah. kid's speed or whatever. I want to hear, I mean, you can only go so far and listen, listen the old Isley, the old Denise Williams, the old Aretha. At some point, you want to hear someone doing something new. And so, I, right, and so right. I, as I found out about these new artists, you know, like Kenya, uh, Kanye Dawes, Eric Robinson, mm. uh, Marcelo Truth, it excited me to just know that these uh, great artists were just out there really fighting against odds um, to bring that kind of artistry 
that I had grew up listening to to what's to what's out today. And I want to be a part mm. of, you know, telling their story. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, you know, I've had dreams of being a music reviewer. I really have. And I, <laughs> because I'm like you, Howard, I love just, I mean, ever since forever, you know, I've always, in addition to performing, um, I've always just been, and I'm, I'm a fan first and I always listen to music really very intently. And I, I guess the question I have for you, cause I know, I think my one thing that would be hard for me to be a reviewer is to stay objective and maybe you don't have mm. to be objective. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you feel uh, as a reviewer, you know, is that something that you do need to be objective? And if you do, how do you do that? Because, you know, you have your personal likes, but personal likes may not necessarily inform the reader per se. So I think How there's a the between that? being objective and being subjective. I think that when I think the, the word from my standpoint, the objective, objectivity comes in is this: is that you have to, uh, if you if you are given uh, a record or an album to review, you know I'm more of a funk, you know, uh, hard rock, bebop, soul kind of guy. So mm-hmm. if someone gives me so, say uh, some southern soul. It may not be what I'm always listening to. I have to be able to judge and evaluate that music based on the conventions in that music. So I'm, I'm listening. If, I, if I'm reviewing, say, hip-hop, I mean, I like hip-hop, but if I'm reviewing, you know, like, a, like, an, like an album by Drake or someone like that, I need to be able to review that album based on the conventions of how well that artist... Uh, conforms to or advances the conventions in that particular genre. Mm. So you have to be right, objective right. enough and get yourself and get your likes and dislikes out of the way enough to be able to uh, listen to that listen to that that artist, that song, that album, uh, and review it. I guess from an intellectual standpoint, removing your feelings. Now, as far mm-hmm. as where it becomes subjective, is about you know just the passion of it of, you know, uh, trying to let people understand, you know, what has been lost in terms of as we um, have tried to move away from a certain sound in music Mm -hmm. to try to devalue probably the soulness of Mm -hmm. uh, that, that natural organic you know, sound that comes out of the African-American experience that is, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say unique to us, but it's definitely organic to us. It's, it's hard for folks to do that who have not either lived around that or gone through that. And when you and when you give that away, you give mm-hmm. away something that cannot be easily replicated. So when people, for instance, get mad about folk things being appropriated, uh, what well, well, a lot of times is being appropriated is being appropriated because we have taken something that was in many ways inaccessible and made it so accessible that anybody can do it. And if anybody could do it, the market would rather a white anybody do it than a mm-hmm. black anybody do it. So I think we need to be careful about mm-hmm. how we... Um, about you know yeah some I mean I've heard artists say I've heard Marcel Russell say this that they that they didn't want him to sound as soulful 
there was a reason why a lot of that was taken mm -hmm. out of the music started in the 80s. And what that did was it, it took away what was unique about our music. And so mm -hmm. that is my passion. And a lot of times, if you read my reviews, you will always see me remarking, remarking upon that. Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. that, that's where my editorial comments comes in. Got you, right, got you. Right. Yeah, it seems like you're you're bringing in because um, this is what I teach my class. Actually, I tell them that you can experience music on on uh, well, this is you know oversimplification, but these are four four levels for you to to look at music: It's physical, emotional, cognitive, and spiritual. And you know, physical makes you dance. Emotional is you know that goes without saying. And then uh, cognitive, how you think about music, and then the spiritual side is you know, how's it, how does it does it take you somewhere, you know, yeah. does it take you home, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you, you're, you're really engaging folks, uh, in your reviews on the cognitive side and going through a lot of the, uh, the different, the economic, political, social, cultural, you know, uh, you're going through a lot of stuff in your reviews. So, it, and which leads me to say that, uh, you've had to read a lot and study <laughs> and, 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 uh, and learn history and learn some some context. Would would that be a fair assumption? <laughs> well, yeah, that would be a fair assumption. And I, I recall when, when I was in college at, at IU, um, which has a real good, both good school of music and a good school of African American um, studies. And one course I took um, was a course in African American um, music. And right. the professor said that you know you have to review you have, when you listen to a music. Listen to it on its own terms. How well does that music, whether it's blues, jazz, R&B, hip-hop, gospel, country, right, right. that music that you, is music at your level and, and emotional level. So, gotcha. When, when when folks say, for example, I don't like jazz, it's often because they cannot relate to it intellectually, and not yeah. emotionally, and so therefore they because they can't relate to it intellectually, they they turn it off emotionally because they, right, it's not right. it, it, it's, it's 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 too complex or whatever. You, you have to try to, when I got into jazz, I got the, the, the first jazz song I really, really, really liked was Feel So Good by Chuck Mangione. Chuck Mangione. That came out yeah. when I was 14 <laughs> years old in 1978. It was a song that fused, you know, a little bit of R&B, a little bit of funk, with some jazz mm -hmm. info. And mm -hmm. that's what got me in. And then I started getting into, um, you know, Miles and uh, Ornette Coleman, Wynton Marcellus, um, Billy Holiday uh, and those mm -hmm. kind of people because I because I, it because what it, what accessed me to it was a level fusion you know you know uh, right. Mr mm -hmm. Magic right. you know Weather Report uh, uh, those guys they had enough of the of the R and B that I could understand and that got me into jazz through the bad way so right. I mean and gotcha. I think that that's you just gotta be open to it. you gotta be open to listen to everything I you know I tried to train my kids. Listen to everything. Open to everything. Yeah. That's it. Open your ears. Yep. If, and then also, country, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. If country music has been around for 100 plus years. You can't tell me that in that time you've not heard 30 or 40 
country songs that you like. I, right, and, right. First of all, I have never ever in my life met a black person who did not like Johnny Cash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I think that, you know, you were talking about having your kids listen to all kinds of, I think, you know, as musicians and those, you know, well, you're talking about your students, you know, it's so critical to, to listen to all types of music, even if you have a specific, you know, sound or genre you stick to, because it all influences each other so much. And, and like you just said, you know, um, one thing kind of opens the door to another thing that opens the door to another thing. And it just, you know, those influences, I think, you know, just make you stronger, even within just your area. You know what I mean? It's just, it, you, you have these influences and you can pull from them to, to make it your own within whatever genre you're in. So I think that's, and, I think that's and important. What I, and what I tell you who like rap is that all the great rappers, the ones that transcend eras, the ones that were popping, you know, in the 80s and still popping now, you know, your LLs, of uh, your, your Chuck D's, your, your Dr. Dre's, your, your, mm-hmm. your, your, uh, your P. Diddy's, these guys all like all kinds of music. Yeah. The opening scene in Straight Out of Compton with Dr. Dre, I think it's listening to, I think, Mr. Magic or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the mm-hmm. way that you, they are musically curious. And mm-hmm. I want people to be musically curious. I also think that a lot of our problem with that's great. This, this, this is another passion of mine. A lot of our problem with, we talk about, you know, lack of quality of music. It's related to lack of, lack of, lack of music education. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you were a musician, and I am not, I mean, although I'm trying to know how to play the piano right now, I learned how to play um, Lean on Me. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, uh, one, one, one thing, one, but one thing that I recall when I was in, in grade school, you know, we had, uh, we, we would learn, uh, we had a music class, and we learned songs, we learned a lot of those old folk songs, like this, is, this land is my land, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that gave me a deeper music appreciation of music. And, and my children, the school that they went to, they had to learn how to play those recorders, those little little fruits. Yeah. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. so I think that just, I think that, that just builds on their love of all kinds of music, and it and it makes them a better music consumer. And I don't I don't think that you can disconnect if there has been a, a, a drop off in the quality of music, it cannot be disconnected from the fact that we do not invest in our arts programs the way we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And as, yeah. as an educator, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on that page. But, yeah. uh, uh, one, one thing I wanted you, wanted you to, uh, talk to, and this, this is going to help our listeners, uh, cause a lot of them are artists trying to really get ahead in the industry. Um, what can artists do? to help journalists write more engaging reviews about them? Well, I think, um, first of all, I think that, man, you you need to make the kind of music that you feel strongly about and make it well. Don't follow trends just to be following them. I mean, the way you follow trends that, you know, that advance what you do, that augment what you do, there's a way to follow trends that you just try to chase something to, to be popular. Uh, I recently had a chance to have the, had the pleasure of reviewing uh, Candace Springs' new uh, CD. And, and, and one thing that I read in her, in her EPK is that she, you know, obviously her dad's a singer. 
and she was uh, someone who got, you know, seen by Prince. And they both told her the same mm-hmm. thing. They said, be true to you. Mm-hmm. Be true to you. Right. And, yeah. you know, and I think that the artist who, who, who lasts, whether it's, it's a Sharday, who come out with an mm-hmm. album once every, you know, five, six four, years. Yeah. Or, Ten, or, 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 Ten or, years, exactly. <laughs> or, the late, or, the, or, or the late great Prince, was making one it seemed like every other week is that they right. put it right. themselves. And I think that that's that's the big thing. Be true to yourself. Now as as it relates to so if you put out good music, you know, the reviewers will review it and the and the reviews will be will be positive. Um and uh and, but also again understand this a reviewer is a human being and they and just because the review may not, I mean, be positive when it when it was when it does not mean that I was not good. I mean, I think that I heard somewhere mm-hmm. that when 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 some review was reviewed, Miles Davis uh, kind of blue, they didn't like it. But obviously, right. it's to mention that that album has grown greatly since '59, and that's was one of the great art albums in history. So I mean, I think that's the most yeah the most album sales for a jazz record. I think it's it's, it holds that distinction. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. So we we are viewer because everybody is making a judgment on what they like and they don't like. I just I just happen to be able to write and tell you why I like something and don't like something. But everybody is at some level level a reviewer. So I would I would say you know. Just commit to putting out good music, honing your craft, doing doing the best uh, uh, practices that you can do as an artist, and being true to yourself. That's that that's but, the that, that's what I think that you need to do as an artist. As far as trying to get your music out there and get heard, uh, that, mm-hmm. that's about marketing and PR. Gotcha. I think that's on another level. I, I know. I, I, I like a lot of stuff that Kenya does when she does the podcast on, on Facebook, getting out there. Let me tell you one thing about journalists. And that's this. We like everybody else. The folks who, who we always come to are the folks who make our job easier. So by, <laughs> by that, yep. by that for what that means for an artist is this. Have you a good... E page EPK. Have you a good electric press kit? Have it be well written. Uh, have it, you know, include good liner notes. Have it include the name of your side men, your artists, your producers. You know the credits in there, so that when we, so that when we write it, we can make ourselves look smart. By saying this art, <laughs> this album was produced right. by so and so and so and so. Feed us what we feed us what right. what we need. Um, right. I think that 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 will go a long way. A lot a lot of the of the artists who are independent artists understand this, um, and they come are very accessible to the media, but more importantly, they are very accessible to 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 their fans. Um, mm-hmm. There was a time in music. And I did, and, I, and one of the most amazing stories that I that I read, and I read it right before Aretha Franklin died, but I read it again mm-hmm. after she passed away. Was was an article that I think ran in the Atlantic called "The Counterfeit Queen of Soul." It was about a mm-hmm. woman from Virginia who could, who kind of kind of looked like Aretha, but sounded just like her. And this guy 
made her go around and singing her song and saying she was Aretha. And you could do that back wow. then because nobody <laughs> really knew what these artists looked like. Looked like. So right. you could do that back then. You can't do that now because everybody right. knows if someone says that Beyonce is in South Bend, they hump the beehive know where she's at. <laughs> Ain't no lying. Right. <laughs> right. 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 So yeah. You hit so, totally upon it. Yes, exactly. I, it was actually a leading question, and uh, and, and uh, you led right to it. So that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, that authenticity piece. Oh my God, is it's real. I'm sorry. Keep going. I was just gonna say you said some good nuggets here. I'm trying to jot down because I got all these follow up ideas. <laughs> yeah. And and so what what I, what I've seen from guys or women, you know, like a Cy Smith or or Eero or Kenya or Kanye Dogs, is I see people who are accessible. And, and being accessible was scary because these days you don't know what kind of bad folks come out of. But, you know, these are people who, who they put on good shows. First of all, they on time. <laughs> they come in. They work hard. Because you know how, you know how the industry is right now. You, if, if you uh, are out there depending only on, you know, streaming or whatever, you don't get a check for 25 cents in the mail and you ain't going to make no money. <laughs> right. So you have to be out here. It's about self-preservation to be out here, you know, doing your shows, doing so well that you would inspire folks to go and buy, buy a physical CD although they don't need it. Right. And then right. signing, and then signing autographs, and and connecting with your fans on social media, and understanding right. these platforms, and and being on Twitter and on Instagram, and connecting with people because people, people want, want connection. Letting them go behind the scenes and see a piece of you that perhaps you know someone like a Mick Jagger didn't need to do, but mm-hmm. you need to do that now because folks because folks want to know. They want to know how the, how the sausage is made. They want to mm-hmm. see you in the in the in the studio, like the thing Esperanza Spalding did when she made those songs. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just over seven over seventy seven hours, she made seven songs, and she yeah. and she live streamed that thing. You know that right. folks want to see that. Yeah. That's a really good point. I you know the Esperanza thing. It's it's interesting you bring that up because I did watch the majority of that, of course I had to sleep at night and stuff, but I tried to watch a lot of that. I'm a huge fan of hers. And what's interesting is watching the process of that and engaging. I mean, you got a whole nother perspective on her genius, you know what I mean? And, and on, but not just her genius, but Layla was a guest artist. So you saw her genius in action. You saw Robert Mm -hmm. Glasper's genius in action. Um, Raymond angry who played the keys for her and does a lot for, you know, saw his genius and that authenticity, and it's funny because I got the final CD, but I enjoyed watching the recording process more than <laughs> the, the, the actual CD because I saw what it took, you know. And I, I think that, you know, you're bringing up a really interesting point. I think artists really need to hear this about that authenticity and about being transparent with boundaries. I mean, you, you know, you got to have privacy and so forth, but it's important because that's how people connect. And when you are 
doing your reviews, like you said, feeding your reviewer. I, I coach artists and I'm constantly telling them, don't reach out to people until you have all your stuff. You know, you should be able to have a nice little blurb about your song or why you did this song or whatever. So, you know, if they want to add or, you know, put some more great, but at least they have something that's strong that kind of came from <laughs> from what your perspective was so that when it hits, you know, it, there's there's some of you in that. So I appreciate you, you know, bringing that up and emphasizing yeah. that. Yeah. And as, as yeah. it relates to, and I know, I know that both, I think that Chris has written on this on the site, and I believe that uh, also uh, L. Michael Gibson has written on this on the site about how, you know, to ensure that uh, things that 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 the that, that artist when they get on the site is someone who, who can drive traffic to the site. Right. So, right. you know, right. what you do when you have your fans, the people who, who, who uh, like Kenya, by the way, I like your version of my favorite, of my favorite things. I just want to tell you mm -hmm. that. The, the, the people who, <laughs> who, who, who like you, mm -hmm. your, you when you um, release this, uh, 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 a CD, we release that song on, on mm -hmm. to, to soldiers, we, and we do a first listen on that song. You can then tell all the people who, who watch your podcast to mm -hmm. comment on that song. Mm -hmm. And then when we see that, I mean, we're no different than Facebook or any other site. We want to see folks uh, driving up the numbers, the visits, the clicks mm -hmm. to, that, mm -hmm. to that site. And so therefore, when we do that, we'll be far more inclined to uh, review or entertain your future file just because we know not only are you going to release good music, but you have mm -hmm. a fan base and a clientele that when they know that you have done something and you, and you have established enough of a connection with those individuals, that they will come to Soul Tracks, mm -hmm. listen to that song, read that review, comment on that review, give, you know, 15, 20, 30 comments on that review. They will be right. read by other people. And 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 we we want artists to, to do that. We want them to take the personal a personal stake in investing their career. Yeah. You know, I think, Professor, you know that the industry has changed and, you know, the labels, even they sign somebody, they sign individuals not just who are talented, they sign individuals that can sell themselves. They're not, exactly. They, mm -hmm. they, they, yeah. They're not waiting around to try to sell nobody. They, they, need, you, they need you to do that work. That's what they mm -hmm. want. They want somebody mm -hmm. who's, who's a complete, complete package, not just as an artist, but as a business person, they can sell themselves. Yep. And, that, right. and that goes doubly for somebody who does not have a deal. Yes. Yep. Yes, You're yes, a yes. It's a business relationship. Yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. And yeah. artists really need to hear that. Um, I, you know, I think, I think independent artists struggle with this in terms of promoting themselves and they don't want to yeah. come off as being, you know, oh, I'm being arrogant. I'm maybe I'm not being humble enough, but promotion and business has, that's not what that's about. <laughs> there's nobody, you know, there's no way for people to know. I know it may feel like, you know, oh, people are really getting to know me, but no, not really. Um, so you have to, you know, you really do have to push the envelope within that. And it, it gets really uncomfortable. You know, I know, I know for myself, as much 
much promotion as I do. I've learned, though, this is a business and mm. that if I don't talk about me, I don't have Barbara Walters special. I don't have Oprah. I don't have, you know, the Today Show to go on. I don't have these yeah. big mass. <laughs> yeah. But right, I do right. have these really wonderful connections with like Soul Tracks and, you know, with the SmoothJazz.com community and, yeah. you know, these various Soul Bounds and these various, you know, com- communities that may not be as big as those big conglomerates but I do have connections there so let me make sure that I share you know and like you said you're building it's a two-way street it's a two-way street I want to be able to market you know soul tracks as well and drive traffic because that's only going to ultimately benefit you know me as an artist and other and the whole indie artist community um so I think yeah no go ahead and don't and don't overlook you know legacy media um I work for newspaper. Right, um, right, right. Don't overlook them. Go, you know, yeah. go into, you know, if, you, if you're going into a town, you to get a show in the town, uh, you know, uh, know what the deadlines are, how soon right. you need to get your EPK to the, um, to the, to the, Radio, to the AE, to the AE editor yeah. at the paper yeah. or the, or, or the news, or the news editor at the, at the, uh, at the, at the TV station and see yeah. if you can yep. get a story done. Maybe 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 on a Saturday, they, they, you know, when they're looking when they're looking for news, it was on a slow Saturday morning. You can go mm-hmm. in there, and do a it. concert on on the on the morning news show. They, they, they come on a Saturday morning or Friday morning. Uh, don't overlook that. Also, if you if you if you need you want to have professional looking stuff, you want it well mm-hmm. written. You want the yeah. front, you want the photos to look nice. If you got, if, if you can't do that stuff yourself, uh, you need to find a, a photographer or someone that's real handy with the iPhone. It can use it can, and knows Photoshop. It can make it look good. Mm-hmm. You want someone mm-hmm. to write a press release? You need to you need to go ahead and get these things written well, looking good, because that's going to catch someone's eye, as opposed to um, you know, just throwing it on a piece of paper. And it don't look good. People are getting so right. much stuff. You gotta, you gotta, it's got to pop. It's got to pop. Right. 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 It has to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm, I'm going to make it real clear and simple for the listeners. It's a relationship. So if you yeah. have, are looking at trying to get into a relationship with somebody. Just think about what you would do if you're trying to date somebody. You're trying to look good. You're trying to make sure you take care, take care of all your particulars. You dress nope. nice and you present yourself well. And then you, you know, you don't come out and say, give me this. You right. have, you know, do a conversation. <laughs> you sort of warm right. it up, you know, right. and, and it's a relation. It's a business relationship. So you got to yeah. number one, you got to have business. So yeah. if you want that person interested in you, you got to be about something and doing something. So it's the same thing on a, on a personal relationship or business relationship. You, you have to approach it with that, that concept of taking care of your business. <laughs> Excellent. Ah. This is so good, Howard. You have you've done what you've explained so much more than I even thought we were going to go. So I uh, know, right? <laughs> I really appreciate you. This is really good information, guys. Um, he's giving you, you know, step by step things, and particularly when you talked awesome. about the smaller markets and and not. Yep. And, you know, we're always trying to go for the gusto. It's like no, but there's so much power also within these, you know, these smaller maybe moments that you can carry and build and build and build. And it does that compound effect thing again that we just talked about. Yeah, so, there you go. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, oh, we're running I, I out ha- of time. I know. I, <laughs> I have several other questions, but uh, we won't have time to get to them. So, uh, well, but yeah, maybe we'll, maybe, we'll, maybe maybe we can do it again. I really enjoyed yes. doing it. I mean, I had a really good time. There are a lot of things, you know, that I want to say about again. You know, I think that everybody's in a relationship, and find, you you, you got to find the people who could who, who could advance you, and mm-hmm. you know. Everybody's everybody trying trying to make it happen for yeah. mm-hmm. for for themselves and, and for you. Yeah. you yep. use your yeah. resource. Use your resources. Use what's yeah. around That's you. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Uh, awesome. All right, Will. We're at our end. You guys can follow Howard on Facebook, right? Are, are you? You know what? I don't want to speak for you. You may not want people following you. What is there a way? Well, I, I, I I am I am on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Uh, I do have a Twitter. Handle. I think okay. it's Duke's Howard. Uh, I don't use it that much. I use, I use it more. I don't have. I'm not on Instagram. I, I do write for Facebook, and I'm a reporter for the South Bend Tribune. Also, uh, starting to launch my own on uh, my own freelance uh, consultancy um, mm-hmm. grant writing business uh, right awesome. now. Got my nice. my 25 year old daughter Chloe. She put together me a website. She's very talented. She does all that stuff, and so again, nice. uh, and and so if, if anybody. Would need some 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 um some um PR uh uh some writing some uh, uh, press release written for them, you know, mm-hmm. uh you can look me up on my Facebook page uh and we 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 can work it out. Excellent, excellent, and make sure you guys again soultracks.com Howard does some phenomenal reviews. Really gets great insight, and I could you know you break down things nicely so that whether or not it's the genre that you're into or a kind of style or whatever, I think you've done some really you know, wonderful reviews that are very fair. So we have to bring well, you back you. because I too have a lot of questions, but <laughs> that we didn't get to touch, but we appreciate you. So thank well, I appreciate you. you. Thank you again. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having a good day. All right. You guys All have right. a good Thanksgiving. Okay. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creating crimson.com or drwsmith at making money in the music biz, biz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.